1: Hi, how are you? This is Dr. Damaris Maria Grossman. And thank you again for joining in on the Mindfully Integrative Show. And today we have an amazing mindful chat with Evan Herman. He is a pastor, he is a personal development coach, he is a father, and he is also a host of this really amazing podcast called The Whole Person Podcast. And he has a lot to offer in the health Field and a holistic field talking about how he has changed and transformed his life. so thank you so much for joining us on this show.
2: Evan. Thank you so much for having me i I really appreciate it
1: of course i I like already we were chatting before and you know talking, and I think that you have such a wealth of knowledge and so much to offer to the audience and those that are watching. um so I usually kind of start out and ask people, you know what's a little fun fact, things that maybe someone doesn't know about you.
2: Yeah, so I have a superpower.
1: Okay, what is your superpower?
2: I have two, okay? And my two superpowers are this. One, I I have really good peripheral vision. Like even though I'm kind of blind, my reaction to peripheral vision is really good. So if something falls, I can typically catch it without seeing it. Oh, so That's wow. one like a Spider-Man, right? It, it, it really is. I can't tell you how many stuff I've saved from falling in the toilet.
0: Oh no. <laughs> Shelby. And then
2: the second thing is I have a unique ability to get in front of or meet very difficult people to meet, whether that's through the podcast right. or in life. I just have this innate ability to meet well-known hard people to reach.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, that's uh, pretty difficult. Let me tell you, uh, someone that's trying to, you know, uh, meet some of my mentors and things that people in life, uh, you know, I just kind of put the faith out there and hope that, you know, one day it'll it'll come out. So I, you know, I put it out there into the world. <laughs> you must be doing that on the daily.
2: Yeah. I. What's funny? I showed up to. I'm not going to say his name, but I showed up to a guy's office once. It's four hours away from where I live. Okay, and you can't just walk in and go into his office. Like it's secure. It's up in a building. And I posed as a delivery uh, person to deliver a piece of mail to get up in his office, got past security and handed the receptionist a personal invitation to be on the podcast. They still haven't responded. That's okay. I'm not going to drop his name, but I will get him. I have I've been harassing this individual for a very long time and I'm not going to (laughs) stop.
1: No, that's, I mean, Hey, I, you never know. just keep, like I said, keep putting it out into the world and it's going to happen. I, I like, um, just starting this podcast for myself. It was like, no, I really need to make something and have a voice out about, you know, more conversations about, you know, the, a, uh, More a different mindset and you're a mindset too. And your podcast is the whole person in mindset. And I think that, uh, I'd love for you to talk further about that because I know that you're a very, um, you're a father, a father of three,
2: three and one on the way
1: and one on the way. Congratulations. I have a little one myself. So we have two angel
2: babies. I I count those two angel.
1: babies. Oh my gosh.
2: That's a lot. It it was.
1: Hmm. So um, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself and your story and, you know, and how you came about your, to your mindset podcast, your whole person mindset podcast.
2: Absolutely. So uh, again, my name is Evan Herman and I've been podcasting as of this recording about two and a half years. And
1: I know it's a long haul, the podcast for a while.
2: It has been, it's been a long journey. And before I started, I wanted to, st- I, I wanted to start this eight years ago. I just didn't feel confident in who I was in myself if I had enough to offer people on a weekly basis. And so I just didn't do it for years. And then I pitched the idea to the Ziegler show of someone who's not arrived doing a podcast who interviews people who are more arrived and kind of gets coached and mentored through the episode. And they loved the idea. And they thought about even producing it but just realized that to take on another show at that time was just more than what they could do, but they loved the idea. Yeah. And so that told me like, one, I was really disappointed that that didn't happen. But then two, it also told me though, that, well, if they liked it, maybe I just do this for myself then. And I started this journey of like, okay, what does it mean to be a whole person? You know, I, I graduated from Oral Roberts university and we have a motto, uh, the whole person. And it's broken down into three components, spirit, mind, and body. But I've been thinking about that, you know, I wish I took more recognition of that when I was there and really dove in deep. But since I became more of an adult, I really like, well, what does it mean to be a whole person? Not just in spirit, mind, and body, but like, how does that, how does that deepen, you know? And so, you know, I broke it down into faith, family, finances, friendship, fitness, and fun, because all those areas matter. And they all affect the other. And so one of the things that I was thinking about through this process is like, okay, how do we create a lifestyle that, you know, a lot of people would use the word that is in harmony or balance. And one of the things that I've learned through this process, and believe it or not, I interviewed Mark Cuban. It's the only audio that ever failed. And so I never got to publish it, but I interviewed Mark Cuban. Yeah, I interviewed him for five minutes and I asked him about how to live a, a balanced life. And he said, well, the way he's able to live a balanced life is to live out of balance. And that intrigued me. And I said, well, what do you mean? And he said, you know, when he needs to focus on his business, he'll he'll royally focus on his businesses because then that will affect his finances and his family and his health and the other areas. Like if I'm, there was a moment a few months ago, where I thought I was having a heart attacks, like, Mm -hmm. but it turns out it was just really bad anxiety attacks. My heart rate, my resting heart rate was 140 beats a minute.
1: Yeah. That's a problem. That's when you need to be doing some breathing.
2: Yes. (laughs) You know, I, I went to the hospital, I did echocardiogram. I had a heart monitor, EKG, like heart's fine, but something happened in the anxiety aspect. So for a month, I really just focused on my health. I lived out of balance in my health. Like when I've had surgeries and I was rehabbing, I lived out of balance to rehab. I lived out of balance to to do the thing so that now that I've rehabbed my body, I can be playing with my kids. I can, you know, get down on my knees again and I can do the things that I couldn't do when I was hurt. But if I didn't take care of those and live out of balance in that area... Then it would have negatively affected me to where I wouldn't get my range of motion. I wouldn't get those things back and it would affect everything else in my life. Yeah. So learning how to live, not just in this balance, but learn like where this give and take, where do I need to focus on my marriage more right now? Because it might be struggling a little bit. Do I need to focus on, you know, but know that faith, family finances, friendship, fitness and fun are the fundamental areas that make up a life. And if those are not well, you won't have peace. And that's the goal is to have peace.
1: Yeah, the inner peace can kind of, um, it's like a tricky thing, but it, you know, it's it's like a step process. So what, how did you come up with, I mean, I I definitely wholeheartedly agree with you um, in your different elements. Um, Can you uh, talk a little bit further about what made, you know, I know you're saying it from school, but can you talk a little bit more in depth about your for different parts?
2: Yeah. So how I came up with them, I wish I could say I originated them, but I didn't. Okay. Um, I mean,
1: it's not like it has to be originated. It's just that you've made that part of your life.
2: It, it very much is a part of my life. You know, I met a guy by the name of uh, Mike Flynn, not the famous podcaster, but uh, well, he was a podcaster, but this not not the famous Mike Flynn podcast, but mm-hmm. a, a friend of mine uh, who you know, I, I heard him talk about that on a podcast. I was like, whoa, that really resonated with me. And so I reached out to him. He told me about it. You know, there's a guy by the name of Clay Clark, the Thrive Time podcast or the Thrive Time show. He has it. He's here in Tulsa, and you know, and so I've seen them work with it. And it just, it came from multiple places all at once. And it it kind of like, you know, the The Looney Tune when when you hit the wall and it goes boing, 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 boing like that was the that was a moment I had in my life. It's like okay, I, I need to pay attention to these areas. And I've been studying and learning. And you know, one of the first areas that I really put hyper focus on was my finances. We were all, I had student loans, car payments, our mortgage, medical, storm shelter, like a lot of debt. Mm -hmm. But we hyper-focused on trying to get out of debt. But what happened was we had four ER visits that year. I had like three surgeries in 13 months.
0: Oh, wow. Uh,
2: My wife had a miscarriage. Like, it was a really rough 2018 financially. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And then we had two cars that broke down. And we had no car. And so we were faced with a decision. Okay, well, uh, do we go get more debt? Or- do we trust God? So there's faith, and the reason why I say trust God is because, you know, there's specific parts in the Bible where it talks about not going into debt. Do, do I want to believe I can do this without debt, or do I try to do this and go into debt? When I feel like I I just made the declaration of not going into debt, I drew my line in the sand, and then all hell broke loose. Mm. So now it's like, oh, do you really mean that, or are you just going to take the easy way out? My wife felt hopeless. She wanted debt because it was an easy answer. I it's chose an
1: easy answer, but it's not the right answer. It's more difficult to put the, in the work law. in and the effort. Yeah.
2: And so, you know, I chose no. We're not going into debt. And my wife, she, this word, some people hate it, but it's it's a really good word. She submitted to that idea, and I was like, okay, no debt. And within six months. The two vehicles that broke down, we paid off. We were able to get two newer vehicles to us, paid off. We paid in cash. We paid off my student loan. We paid off the storm shelter. And all we have left is just medical and our house. And I'm not throwing a lot of money at the medical because it's interest-free. And I have a payment that I set up so that it wouldn't really affect us.
1: That's great. So you, So, you you made it work for you.
2: Right. But here's the thing is there was that line in the sand moment and then there was an opportunity not to follow through with it. And so anytime we draw these moments in our lives where we draw this line in the sand, there's going to be an opportunity that happens that says, no, you know what? You don't really mean that, but then you have to show up and you have to do that in every single area. When those things happen, sometimes it'll happen in multiple areas at once and sometimes not.
1: You, um, I mean that that's like a challenging part of your life to be debt-free, like wanting debt-free, but you know, it takes work and it took effort. So I feel like you're not only financially secure, I mean, financially sound now it's a lot of your faith and your spiritual health. That's kind of transformed you. Um, do you have a story or, um, an element in life that you could talk about, um, whether it's with your family or, um, an interview or story that you've helped throughout your time trying to transform and and uh, make some differences change. Yeah, impact, I say impact.
2: You know, I think the biggest thing in my life that helped me transform because again, you know, when I started the podcast, i I needed transformation. I needed help, and i I don't pretend to have all the answers. Mm-hmm. And there was a gentleman by the name of Craig Westoff, who came on my show. And I was talking to him about this ideal version of myself that I'm trying to become. And there's nothing wrong with having goals or aspirations of, and trying to attain, um, a level of success or experience or habits or results. Yeah. But it also was causing me to have anxiety, but because I wasn't who I wanted to be, I hated who I was.
1: Mm. You and, were worried about the destination.
2: Yeah. And because I couldn't love myself now, I would never love my future self. Mm. Very true. And so, as we were talking, he said, You know, what you're experiencing is idolatry towards God and self hatred. Self hatred, like I just explained, because you don't love who you are now. And idolatry is because you believe in this version of yourself that will never exist, that if You had your way, you would have been made differently other than how God made you. And it became an idol in your life and you're worshiping it instead of trying to be like Jesus. That hit me so hard. And then one, I decided like, you know what? God, you made me. You didn't make the sin, but you did make me. My gifts, my talents, so sorry for thinking that I should have been different. And then I said, God, show me how to love myself. You know, the Pharisees asked Jesus, trying to trap him, What's, what are the greatest commandments? And Jesus responded to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. But what a lot of people miss is you can't love your neighbor if you don't love yourself. And so wherein I really started experiencing personal growth and change and development at warp speed is when I learned how to love myself through the process of change. You see that future self loved himself. He liked himself. The present self didn't. And I could never be that until I learned how to love myself now. And so when I started learning to love myself and giving myself grace then my life changed and to be very vulnerable. I I was addicted to pornography for over 20 years.
1: I had had someone on the show that was talking about pornography addiction. Um, It's a hard. It's a hard, uh, any addiction, whether, whatever it is, is still addiction. And that will, and you've been recovering and doing well now
2: yeah, I've been doing really well. You know, I've been free for over a year and a half, I think now. Um, but when I learned to love myself through the process of change, that fell off. I lost 40 pounds. I started mentally and emotionally maturing and growing in ways that I had never experienced before.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And that really, I-
1: yeah, that must've been like impactful. I mean, cause for you, you've you were able to transition transform change who you were and see something like you getting past your addictions getting past that and say i need to change this i need to make and you found your faith you found you know your family um would you like to share i know you showed me earlier um for those watching on the youtube um your uh, shared screen, um, to those about your, and then I'll let them be able to reach you at some point.
2: Absolutely. So I have 10 life-changing lessons that I've learned while I've been podcasting and here on the screen, I have a PDF version of that and, you know, I'll share it with, uh, audio as well. Again, the first lesson from the guy is love yourself. Like that, that royally changed my life. And when that happened, I started seeing growth in every area. And I invited God into that process and having him change me into his likeness versus how Evan Herman wanted to be. And that really helped me. One of the second things that really impacted my life came from Dr. Angela Duckworth, who wrote the best selling book, Grit. You know, have a mission. She talked about have a life mission that points you to where you want to be and act. Then when decisions come, in one's life, you make your choices, you make your decisions based off of whether or not it will get you closer to your goal or your mission statement. And so when it comes to decision-making, you know, now I base my time, my energy, my effort, my resources based off of whether or not this gets me closer to fulfill that mission or not, which has really helped me plan for my days and time. David Allen, he wrote one of the best-selling books, How to Get Things Done. And Plan for Success was one of the third things. To have a stress-free productivity, you need to, sorry, I need to know my desired outcome first. I then need to create a plan on how to get there by doing what is most important. Learn how and where to park the interruptions that try to steal my focus and my priority. Dr. Shad Helmstetter, he was an amazing man. This is number four, how to rewire your brain. You can rewire your brain and train yourself to think differently. A lot of habits were programmed into us from a young age, but we have the ability to reprogram our minds through our positive self-talk. And positive self-talk is like learning a new language. You will learn it best by having it play in the background or just being around it. Jim Stovall, he he was one of the. It was my fifth thing that I've learned, but he from a young age went blind or late twenties. Oh wow! He is an Olympian. He's wrote over like fifty books, wow. and he's written multiple movies. And his company helps uh, entertainment industries uh, be friendly to those that are blind. And so he wrote like one lesson I learned from him was to expect greatness, which is we are only as big as the smallest thing that we allow ourselves to be diverted from. We don't always have the choices in what happens to us, but we will often get what we expect. Learn how to manage your expectations to produce a better way And to think and to reach your desired outcome. And so whether we, when the crap hits the fan, are we just going to surrender to that? Because like he said, we're only as great as the easiest thing that diverts us off track. Hmm. Dr. Benjamin Hardy, he's written a book, multiple books, recent one, Personality Isn't Permanent. And then also Willpower Doesn't Work. And he's talked about being open to change. Hmm. And oftentimes we have this idea about ourselves that is just, this is just the way I am. I won't change. I won't be able to grow. Like I was stuck in pornography and I thought, this is just the way I am. I'm not ever going to be able to recover.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But he talked about the idea that you can change a bad habit, that you can fix your mindset and that personality isn't permanent and that we can change. Our mindset by reshaping our belief systems in the stories that we believe about ourselves.
1: I I think that's profound, profound, it, very important.
2: It is. Uh, Laura Taggart. She she is a marriage uh, counselor and professor, teacher. And one of the things that I learned from her was how to let things go. Many times we have false expectations of our spouse or other people, of how they should be, or even of ourselves because we're looking for them to make us happy. We have to realize that our expectations of how we treat our spouse or other people, how they should act or be, so we don't create a false narrative over the person we married or the people that we're in relationship with. We should not put expectations on other people. So we need to let that go. Dave Jewett, number eight, find your purpose, which is huge in my life. He, he, when we lost our first child, who was a premature stillborn, he mm-hmm. took me under his wing for about six months and really helped me discover my purpose. And he came onto the podcast. And what he said is there's a difference between God's general purpose and your specific purpose. God's specific and general purpose, sorry, I miss said that. God's general purpose is more important in God's specific purpose in your life. And God's general purpose for me as a believer is for me to be a good husband, a good father, a good follower of Christ, someone that will share the gospel. Like that's his general purpose for all of us. And that's more important than the specific calling that I have in my life, the the success, the accolades. And so sometimes we put so much pressure and stress on the high achievement stuff that it's the the most basic things that are the most important. And and that's where we find our, our true purpose. And then number nine, breathe deeply. Deep breathing is an act of worship. Deep breathing, when you exhale, is also the sound of how you say Yahweh. It's an exhalation, which is the name of God. When we often look at a relationship with God based on how we perform, when God created us to rest in relationship with him, we are to breathe deep in and out his name versus worry about how we're performing. And then Lee Cocker, how to prioritize life. Knowing your priorities in life and having a system and plan to take care of them. Example, faith, family, finances, friendship, fitness, and fun. What area is most important to me today, right now. And- I
1: love it. I love what, I love what you've stated. I also, um, the deep breathing <laughs> at the end, you know, with your closer to your faith and your, and to yourself. Um, I really, I think that's beautiful. I I can't wait for them to reach out to you further. Um, I'll have all of your notes and your information in the show notes and, your PDF, you know, I want them to, you know, reach out to you directly so that they can, you know, contact you. So I'll, I'll send your email and and, um, connection so that they can contact you via their email. And, uh, and then you can send out their PDF to them. If they haven't seen it on YouTube also.
2: Can Uh, I ask you a question? Yeah. So one of the things that I shared earlier is that I had this like weird few weeks where i was having anxiety attacks and i didn't know why
1: yeah
2: you know i went through counseling not not recently but years in the past for anxiety but when i come across those moments of okay here's an anxiety attack i'm not sure why it's happening right now what advice would you give me or someone on how to not just cope with that in the moment but figure out what the trigger was in the moment because obviously there was a trigger. There was something that, that caused it. Mm -hmm. What would be, because the past few times I've had them, I'm like, I I don't understand why I'm having them. Like normally it's like, I can formulate, Oh, this happened. Therefore the result was anxiety. So sometimes
1: an anxiety um, comes up within the body and energetically or from a pre not necessarily situational, but sometimes it's just coming about from your, your, maybe the day before, maybe even from years before of a situational, um, moment that actually triggered. And it could be you woke up and you had coffee in the morning and you went to go start, you know, getting your breakfast ready. And, and all of a sudden there might've been a racing thought of something that you did that you might've done when you were a kid. And, or you might've had breakfast, I don't know, the same oatmeal or same, same cereal you might've had when you were a kid. And then that may have brought on this thought of, oh my gosh, something in your past. I'm just saying childhood. So sometimes the, it's not necessarily that you
0: need um, a certain, um, so on sometimes
1: it's not always that you need a certain moment. That will um, cause you to know, like you don't. But other times, it's more of um, there's different there's different scenarios. Like for you, is it a lot of the heart rate? Was it from that?
2: I think, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. Um, Sometimes think- also
1: it's it could be sleep related. Sometimes it could be. Net, like you know, there might have that been something that came up that you know, drinking water. Of sleep you're when hurt. that
2: happened, I wasn't getting but, a lot of sleep. When that so sleep deprivation
1: happened. can cause a lot. Um, the breath work, like you said, come to your breath you know, coming back to your breath and being like, and sometimes you don't have a reason why sometimes the body is releasing, or, you know, as you're talking about your faith and your love, sometimes your life and your body and your, your energetic self is trying to let go of something. And I tell people some of that is okay to have that anxiety and get it out. Now it's just a matter of how can you control it? How can you kind of make sure it doesn't control you? you know, so that it becomes something that happens, but it's not something that will, um, be your, like, like tear you down.
2: Right. That makes it a little,
1: but, um, your breath is really big, but don't, don't look for a situation. Sometimes it could just mean your body needs rest. Um, and sometimes it could also mean that, you know, there was, it doesn't always have a trigger, unfortunately, um, at the times, but yeah, see if you can, but lately have they come on recently or you haven't had any recent, right?
2: Uh, in small manners, Mm -hmm. I had one yesterday, but I know what that was about. I, I got chipped out of two grand on a real estate transaction.
1: Well, that's, that's Um, situational. That makes sense. A financial kind of situation. Right. Um, Sometimes it could just be like in the day, like if you haven't slept well, you didn't drink like, you know, enough water, your body starts, something happened the day before a couple of weeks and it, and it has made your body like, um, react, uh, and it, and hasn't, like you're saying, when you love yourself, the now that might've been a moment where you might have your, your mind is, is racing beyond where it should be. And it's not sitting in the present.
2: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: You know, and and uh, you just keep coming back to your 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 whole person mindset, and keep coming back to those points that um, give you your strength. And I call it my strength within. So whenever I'm having anxiety or depression situations, um, I have to come back or revert back to what brought me to be my my whole self again, and what has helped me along the way. And I have to, sometimes it's different parts. Sometimes it's sleep. Sometimes it's my faith. Sometimes it's drinking more water. Sometimes it's holding my son or being with my husband. Sometimes it's connecting with family, friends. Sometimes it's being out in nature. So for me, when I uh, started this podcast, it was trying to meet inspirational people like yourself and other people so that they can see and and guide others that there are different elements that are going to help you through your journey. And sometimes it's one thing and other times it's another. And knowing that there's no one pill that's gonna fix this and no one addiction that's gonna stop it it's still gonna be in your life, but understanding how to let go of that trigger and figure out where it's coming about. So some people have your you know addiction and food and and whatever the things are. Um, right. and so it's just it's it's a it's a process, you know it's a work in progress every single day.
2: Well, thank you. I appreciate that.
1: No, I thank you for, you know, I never usually get too many questions, so I hope I helped a little bit. You did. Um, I really appreciate you being on the show. And um, do you have one last little mindful way that you can share with, uh, I mean, you gave us 10, so, or you just have one little, um, you know, faith, something that you'd like to add in right before you
2: go. You know, I, I would say the biggest thing is learning how to define what you think success is. You know, for me, I've had to redefine what that looks like in my life. It wasn't the money. It wasn't the accolades. It wasn't the status. It wasn't the Instagram followers. And I I narrowed it down to what was most important in my life, which is that my children
0: Mm.
2: would accept Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. And not by force, not by coercion, but that it's a legitimate choice on their behalf. Like that's how I'm gonna measure my success.
0: Oh um,
2: thank you. Now I won't know that probably till long after I'm dead, and then they eventually get to heaven, you know. But there's things that I can do now to instill that in them. And then the other thing too is learn how to live in peace. Like I think those are the two biggest things for me. I love it. I
1: I think um Having inner peace and your faith is, is so important and, and instilling that in your family and it'll come one, you know, one moment at a time and and having, showing them the good morals and faith each and every day will make a difference. Yeah. I thank you so much for having you on the mindfully integrative show. You have been a wonderful guest.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
1: I really am so glad. So I'll have all the show notes um, for everyone to see and any other extra ways for them to reach out to you. So thank you again. And thank you for joining in on the Mindfully Integrative show and make sure each one of you find a mindful way each and every day. Thanks again and have a good rest of your day.
0: Bye. and Thanks for listening to Mindfully Integrative with Dr. Damaris G make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. If you enjoyed our show, support us by leaving a mindful review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite streaming site. If you would like to be a guest of our show or interview, email us at info at If you want to learn more about the resources mentioned in the podcast, you can find those in the show notes. To connect mindfully with Dr. Damaris G, reach her at www.damarismaria.com or connect via social media links. We appreciate your time connecting here with us. May your strength and peace within bring you more balance every day. Namaste.